0: Hi, it's Max back at it again. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I love my intro music. It just makes me want to jam. I love it so much. <laughs> okay, hi uh, welcome to Living to the Max. Uh, it's me, Max Baristowe, new episodes out every Monday. So happy that you're here. Let's let's get into today, shall we? Oh subscribe to the show please if you haven't. Um, anyways. <laughs> Shame oh shame we all feel shame and as most of you know i recently broke up with my partner of two and a half years uh, whom i loved very much and i've been feeling a lot of shame around this topic i feel shameful when i talk about it with other people when people ask me why we broke up i'm like oh well i I prioritize my own needs first (laughs) and for some reason that makes me feel shameful and i'm sure someone out there can relate. So let's get into this. Why why am I feeling shameful and what do I even do about it? So Queen author Brené Brown, she's not an actual she's not royalty, but she we love her. Brené Brown, who's a shame expert. She defines this emotion of shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love or belonging because of something we've experienced, done, or failed to do that makes us unworthy of connection. Wow. Wow. Let me repeat that again because I might have butchered that a little bit. So Brene Brown describes shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging because we've experienced, because of something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. That's a lot to digest right there. You may feel shameful for something that we have done an experience we've had, something that was out of our control, yet we just still seem to have shame around. We have shame around Uh, doing something too soon, doing something too late, whatever it is, for for feeling angry, for feeling sad, for feeling lonely, for feeling shame around shame, right? Important to understand that shame exists exists on a spectrum, just like most things do. At one end is healthy shame and the other end is toxic shame. Brene Brown describes healthy shame as guilt. I have done something bad. Whereas toxic shame is, I am bad. When someone experiences toxic shame, they automatically assume something is wrong with me. I'm flawed and this is not good. This is obviously not okay. Shame is a completely 100% normal human condition and it can be useful to help us learn. It's when shame is internalized as a constant reminder of rejection and unworthiness that it starts to overregulate our behavior in destructive ways. This level of paralyzing shame can be physically and mentally lethal. That's kind of scary, right? Studies have been conducted around the connection between toxic levels of shame and eating disorders, addiction, feelings of isolation, and various social issues. Okay, well, my shame, I don't think my shame is quite toxic um, around this breakup, around uh, what I'm doing and the shame that I'm feeling, period. Here are some of the ways that we deal with shame. This is how we typically cope with shame. So there are three typical ways that we cope with shame. The first one is withdrawing. We withdraw into ourselves. We sleep all day, refuse to leave the house, binge watch TV or social media, spirals. We, we've we all been there. Withdraw is used to hide our shame from others. The second is avoidance. This is when we hide shame from ourselves. This is when we distract ourselves with stimulating activities such as substance abuse, overeating, or retail therapy. And the third is attacking. This is when we are engaged in psychological or physical self-harm. This can take Form in self-blame, negative self-talk, or even self-harm. Attacking others shows up as blaming, being aggressive, or seeking revenge. So for me right now, I have been withdrawing a lot. I've been sleeping in. I've been, you know, spending a lot more time on my phone, and I think that's okay. You know, I think it's necessary because I do need more rest right now. My body is going through a lot and I'm not trying to make an excuse. Um, I know that being on my phone all day is not the most healthy thing to do, which I'm not on my phone all day, but I am pretty close to a screen, which isn't the best. The 75 hard has been helping with that, forcing me to get outside, (laughs) but avoidance. um, I I am guilty of retail therapy, so I bought a pretty expensive camera for the podcast, uh, but that did give me quite a bit of stimulation, and I've been really shining light on my shame to take its power away. This is the only reason I'm telling you this. I don't want to admit to you guys that I my screen time is like six hours. Like, it's not a good thing. But <laughs> I am I'm shining light on it because the more I hide it, the bigger it grows. It will continue to lurk in the shadows, becoming chronic and more de- debilitating, right? Bit by bit, the shame will cause more disconnection from the self with others but the more that i discuss it and confront it the smaller it gets and this goes for you not just for me right the shame cycle is a vicious one and the only way to interrupt it is to address it with empathy by empathy i mean understanding towards ourselves we are all imperfect beings right admit that you are feeling shame dig deep into why have compassion for yourself instead of self-punishing then share your feelings with someone you trust. trusting you guys right now, so please don't make me feel even worse about this. But right now, I'm feeling pretty shameful about the whole breakup honestly, I feel bad that I, the the way that it happened, I feel bad for him. I feel bad for not reaching out and talking to him because, you know, he was a constant part of my life for two and a half years. We talked every single day, multiple times a day. We've, we'd never gone more than 24 hours without talking to each other for two years straight. Like, that's crazy. And I feel bad because I have removed myself so much from him and, and i feel bad because i feel like i did something bad even though i just i knew that i needed to put myself first and he needed to put himself first but other than our our relationship i also feel shame around just like the some of the things i do sometimes i i get on <laughs> i get on to do these podcasts and i'm like who the fuck am i to be recording podcasts and you know showing people a different way to live their lives like who am i to be recording these podcasts i'm 18 i'm just another california girl there's a million of us at least probably way more than that right a million teenage girls in california but i i who am i to say anything about personal development and self-help and being a better you i don't know but I kind of like it, so I'm entertaining myself, right? I, I, But I'm feeling these these forms of shame, and I have to understand that, like, no, I need to be kind to myself. I need to be okay with this discomfort that I have when I get on here to record a podcast episode. I need to be okay if I sleep in till 8 or 9 a.m., right? I need to be okay with myself we're just taking a break and like I said two episodes ago with the expansion and contraction I need to just fucking chill right (laughs) that was the main theme of that episode where are you feeling shame Where do you feel shame and it doesn't have to be in a relationship it can be in any part of your life I remember one time oh my gosh I still go back to this talking to this girl whose younger sister was in my grade and Uh, she was like, oh, yes, I'm so-and-so's older sister. And I said, oh, isn't she kind of annoying? I think about that all the time. She got so offended. And I was like, oh my god. She just walked away from me. I was like, oh my god, I did not just say that. I didn't, like, it came out of my mouth and I didn't even realize how offensive it was. And I feel so bad for saying that. But (laughs) I I can't- I can't go back, I can't change it, but I still feel shame around that. So yeah, there's- there's a bit of vulnerability for you guys there. What situation like that are you still holding on to that you feel a lot of shame around? Cause that's mine. That's- that's my big one right there. Huh, but I've learned from that. Just shut your fucking mouth, facts. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about our feelings of shame and naming them often diminishes their power. In fact, verbalizing our shame actually makes us resilient to it. That is another excellent quote from Miss Brené Brown. Wow, okay, yeah, actually after sharing that little story with you guys, it does make me feel better and I feel like it's not holding as much power over me. So I have an excellent exercise around shame that I do Quite often, actually, or I, I have been um, since since going through this breakup in in the past month or so. In in one of my books, um, it's called Breakup boot camp and I would recommend it to anyone who's going through a breakup, or um, especially women, even if you're not going through a breakup, it's a great book about relationships and You know your heart in general so i'm pulling out um an exercise from this book okay so this exercise is called tame the shame and there's six steps number one notice what brings up your feelings of shame this can be challenging at first because our feelings might be buried under layers of coping mechanisms you can start by looking at your reactions of shame What are the behaviors and urges that come up when you feel this uncomfortable emotion? Do you isolate, withdraw, attack, blame? All those things I mentioned earlier in this episode. Write these things down so you can identify your tendencies. Recognize that we use blame to discharge comfort, anger, and pain. The second step is to recognize where you feel shame in the body. There's a psychological response to every single emotion. Isn't that interesting? Bring attention to your body by simply observing any numbness or sensation. You don't need to do anything with it, just observe it. Maybe find this in meditation. Okay, the third step is to start looking at how you shame other people. We all do it, we all do it. Don't even, don't even act high and mighty because we all shame other people, even if it's just in our head. How do you judge others? because you're probably judging yourself the same way. Even if it's just in your head, even if it's just for a split second. And number four, I want you to practice self-compassion. I know it's kind of difficult, but start by recognizing that you are not your shame and that many of your shame-inducing experiences happened when you were a child. Feelings of insignificance and unworthiness appeared before you had any choices in the matter. Shame was your natural response, if you didn't brush your teeth and your dad yelled at you, you felt shame. You cannot deny or escape your shameful experiences, but to move through shame means you must face your feelings, own them, and incorporate them into you. So what shameful experiences did you have as a child? I mean, for me, it was brushing my teeth all the time. My parents would yell at me all the time for not brushing my teeth, and that's good. I brush my teeth twice a day now, but I felt very shameful when they caught me because I was like, oh... I guess I'm dirty, right? Something like that. What What was your little insignificant thing that has brought lots of shame to you? And it's not their fault, but just observe it. And for step five, in your journal, write down a current situation that you feel shame around. Write in detail and do not hold back. The more detail, the better. This is your chance to get it out of your system and onto paper as a way of release. Set the story of shame free. Number six, Who is someone you can trust with your feeling? Choose someone you know who will not reject you by your vulnerability. I'm choosing you guys. I really hope you don't reject me. (laughs) Ask this person to hold space for you and share something that you feel shame around and you want to release. Tell them how they can support you just by reminding them that you don't need advice. You just want to share. If no one comes to mind, you can always contact me. I'm here for you guys. Uh, please send me your shameful stories. I would very much love to read them and laugh with you. Uh, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm just messing. Um, no, but seriously, if you do want to share your shame with me, I am here. I will, my DMs are always going to be open. I love hearing from people who listen to my episodes. Um, I really do appreciate it. So if you're feeling shameful and you don't really trust anyone else, hit me up and I will not o- offer any advice. I will just listen and I will respond as compassionately as possible. And if you want advice, I will offer it to you, but no unsolicited advice here. Okay, so now that we have that, how to, how to tame our shame, now, now we need the antidote to shame, right? Which is, self-compassion. You know what shame hates, self-compassion. Self-compassion is empathy directed inward. It is the antidote for shame. Neuroscience research shows that self-compassion strengthens the parts of our brains. It makes us happier, more resilient, and attuned to others. Let's all just be kind to each other easier said than done Kristen neff a psychologist on self-compassion defines it as the ability to be kind and understanding towards oneself when faced with personal inadequacy inadequacy <laughs> inadequacy I can't even say that okay you know what I'm saying or difficult situations isn't that interesting Just be kind to yourself when hard things come up. We need to replace self-judgment with self-kindness. Accept that we can make mistakes and that disappointments are a natural part of being a human being. We're all going to be disappointed at one point or another in our lives, so we might as well not demand perfection for ourselves and forgive ourselves when we fall short, except that it is normal to be imperfect rather than blaming or criticizing ourselves for not measuring up. When I told that girl her little sister was annoying, I felt so bad, I felt stupid because it was a stupid thing to say, but that doesn't make me a stupid person. And I understand that. And I understand that I will probably fuck up and say something rude or inconsiderate again, because I'm an Aries. (laughs) So that is what I have for you this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and that you enjoyed my little comedic attempts to lighten the subject because it's hard. Shame is hard and this breakup is hard and life is hard. But you know what? It's also really good because I got Chipotle yesterday and it was delicious. And there's also beautiful flowers on my desk from the farmer's market that were locally grown. And you know what? I am actually at the time this is being released I am in Massachusetts anyways I will be around family by the time this is getting out and I'm so excited for that I love life that sounded so fake life is good Hug your mom. Tell her how much you love her. You can subscribe to the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so that you don't miss a new episode. They come out every Monday. Please follow Living to the Max pod and me at Max on Instagram. And please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The link for that is in the show notes. I really appreciate you guys leaving ratings and reviews. They really do help the show a lot. Okay. Thank you all for listening to this episode. Uh, Once again, you know that if you listen all the way to the end, you get a little secret, a little tidbit about my life. So here it is. though I already shared uh, one of my most embarrassing moments uh, earlier in this episode of telling that girl. her little sister was stupid i still really feel bad about that but here's another secret so as the time of recording this it is may 26th and i don't know if you guys know but there was an eclipse earlier this morning and i did not wake up to go see it uh, because it was like one and four 4 a.m., and I just decided not to wake up to to see it, but I did see it in my dream, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I saw an eclipse in my dream. It was pretty gnarly, uh, because I was in this, like, little bubble world, and I, like, looked up at the sky, and I saw, like, the shadow of the earth go over the moon, or I don't really know how it works, but I saw, like, the shadow go over the moon, and it was so cool. It was really, really, like, interesting. And I was like, oh, that's so strange because there's an eclipse tonight. I didn't even wake up to go see it, but I still saw it. My mom said she woke up to see it, but it was too cloudy. You couldn't even, you know, see it in the sky because there were clouds around the moon, so you couldn't even see it, which kind of sucks. But ah, isn't that fascinating that I saw the eclipse in my dream, but I didn't see it in real life. Okay, I hope you all have an excellent, excellent week. Live your life to the max. Bye!